space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... The Modern Prometheus, starring Tim Platt as Gelmir Lysander, Allie Fisher as Meredith Chesterfield, Christopher Hastings as Threadcount 900, Taylor Moore as Baron Baudelaire, Bradson Reese as Shemp Fortunes, and Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. Baron Baudelaire's personal log from the desk of Baron Baudelaire. Stardate S E double X Y dot. Fun. It's been a dreary few weeks here aboard the old CSS Cavalier. Just a boring stretch of Corexian space, I suppose. Not a single anomaly or weird alien with different values or even a bit of war to liven things up. My poor pleasure dome just seems to lack a little something with nothing but regulars entertaining themselves. Ozymandias has offered to install a new docking station. Wink. But I don't know if it will be enough to pull us out of this malaise. To pass the time, some of the crew and I have challenged each other to develop spooky holozone scenarios, and I've cooked up something extra special. And just to make things interesting, give it that barren sheen, if you will, I've taken the safeties off. The scenario is inspired by an old Earth novel. We find ourselves in the great hall of a Gothic German castle. But we aren't in medieval times, because this hall has been converted into some kind of... laboratory. Giant Tesla coils tower over the room, crackling with unregulated energy. These crackles are drowned out, however, by the bursts of lightning tearing across the sky of this moonless night. In the center of the room is a raised platform, and resting on it is a mysterious, shrouded figure. Giggling and clapping his hands with delight, uh, there is Baron Baudelaire, the proprietor of the ship's only for-profit 
Pleasure Dome, a place where the cast and crew of the Cavalier can, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, hang out, relax, and uh, take themselves uh, to a place beyond pleasure and pain. If they've got enough buccarinos, baby. But now he's so happy that his scenario is working, and it looks fantastic. Uh, he's a round little purple guy with an extremely strange and erotic forehead that's been pixelated uh, because this is a family show. Uh, and he's he's on sort of a plinth uh, that he has had specially holozoned uh, to resemble a sort of steampunk early enlightenment uh, uh, you know sort of neo-Victorian palanquin held aloft by four uh, slender gray aliens who are also in period garb. They're each dressed like a little Robin Hood. Or so. he, you know, he's not from Earth. He doesn't really understand it. So they're dressed like medieval highwaymen. Uh, but he is dressed like a, an appropriate sort of a German archduke of the period. <laughs> this is going well. By a set of spiral stairs that descend down into the laboratory, you see Meredith Chesterfield in a mustard yellow velvet sleeping gown. Her hair is curled, she's holding a candle, she's gasping, she's just stumbled upon this laboratory for the first time and she's lived here for years. Uh, hunched over, you see a human man who is a lab assistant. He has hair plugs in, and it is very difficult to tell how old this human man is. His facial hair, due to getting it trimmed by androids on the ship, is a perfect mathematical circle. He has a goatee. Perfectly perfectly circle goatee. This is Shemp Fortunes, the ship's movie critic at large. He looks up and he sees the crackling lightning and he says, wow, fans <laughs> fans of the spooky, dark, and macabre won't want to miss this adventure. <laughs> at, the cor- at the corner of the room right by the window at a sort of rough, almost broken down school desk is Gelmir Lysander, tall, lanky, with a scar across his face, with hair ruffled up as if he hasn't slept, his eyes sunken, his cheeks sunken too. And in front of the, and on that table, we have papers, formulas, equations, back and forth. He's he's skirting through the papers back and forth. He's been so close, so close into solving this scientific mystery, but he just can't get it if he only stays up one more night. Eh, geez, come on. Come on, you gotta solve it. You're so close. You're so close to understanding man. Outside, two heavy feet slurp a little too low into the mud. They're not the weight of human feet. These are android feet? That's right. It's not quite a man. Thread count 900, (laughs) dressed in tattered robes, holding a pitchfork in one hand and a torch in the other. I don't like what you're doing in there. And I believe that it goes against all of God's intended methods of how we should be doing anything. Ah! He looks around, sees his very bells around. Ah! Stop it! (laughs) 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 Oh, Fred Count, you're really getting into character as an annoyed villager. I believe that scientists that at the time were called mad would have been properly revered as someone who would help even my own intelligence being existing. Am I not an affront to God in my own way? I'm terribly sorry. I didn't think about that at all when I programmed the scenario. That's all right. If anything, I think too much. 
wow, this year's Oscars race is heating up. <laughs> but it brings up an interesting question. I mean, what? who do we call mad? Just when someone approaches the that knowledge that God gave for us to discover? I mean, come on. There's everything in these, everything in these papers, everything in our brains can be used to use power and siphon it into something even more for all of mankind to take pleasure in. <laughs> yes, and of course, Thread Count, many beautiful, wonderful things are terrible and even destructive in their birth. On my home planet, Carcosa, our birthing process, it's actually illegal to film it or to video it. We have both. Because the process is so terrible and disgusting, it's the only thing you're not allowed to share. Can I do my part yet where I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, what's this laboratory in our home? Uh, uh, Gamera breaks character for a moment. Yeah, baby, no, go, no, go, just t- don't wait for anyone to give you permission. Just jump right into it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. What is this? Uh, she she glances around the room with a dramatic flare and then glances back dramatically again. Oh, honey, what are you doing down here? I thought this was a man cave. <laughs> okay, uh, what, what's that, darling? I'm sorry, I'm so preoccupied with my work. I can't even love you the way I usually do. Breaking character again. Yeah. I'm just told you, I'm, just, it's, I'm doing the character thing. I love you so much, and you're no, the I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm so preoccupied in the science. Uh, Maybe, I love it. Okay, uh, would it make more sense if we had perhaps the Holozone whip up a Dr. Frankenstein, capable of the gravitas of the creation of dead flesh into live flesh, the birth, I would even say, of the new era, if I understand your Earth histories correct. I mean, if you think... Yeah, Shemp looks over at you from hunched over, and he says, now that would be what the doctor ordered. I'm a bit of a servant in search of a master. I mean, if you guys think I'm sort of was... I was sort of playing that to play of the sort of the, the doctor... Approaching, you know, unholy knowledge. But if oh, you think cool. that someone else should be, I can change. I can obviously do something else. I just Your don't. natural lack of status was a real snooze fest. Whoa! <laughs> hey, pal, look, I'm. I, we're all here to have fun, all right. I know you haven't always been on our adventures before, but we sort of have a rapport together, and like we sort of like to support each other, not tear each other down. All right, pal. Sorry about that. I just like to call them as I see them. Uh, I'm Shem Fortunes for Lights Action Cavalier. minute you guys write on the same newspaper yeah i know we see each other at the newspaper parties we cut to the newspaper <laughs> parties all the all the cavaliers reporters are there you know they're fresh they've got the latest issue sort of like uh strung up like confetti uh like a like a banner across a across a function room everyone's got their ties down their sleeves rolled up it's been hard getting this issue out but boy boy do they do good work I tried to answer too many romantic questions for for a bun- in, in one issue, you know. But there were so many this time. It's like I feel like let's just make it a Valentine's one, even if it's not in February. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll answer any question that comes my way. <laughs> Dogs and cats falling in love. Finally, a story we can bring the whole family to. Okay, pal. You know what? <laughs> how about you bring your lens to just the movies and not to everyone else? Run, park? don't walk to get away from me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back. <laughs> Oh, you know, Shemp, he's the guy that does the movie reviews on the little TV screen. You might recognize me from whenever you take an elevator in the Cavalier. Oh, yeah. I'm Shemp Fortunes. I just thought we knew each other. Have we not met? We haven't. Happens all the time. 
I can perceive you through the screen, though. <laughs> so, yes, we've met. Oh. Are we still doing the thing? Wait, are we in character? Is that what no, yeah. But what the, is that what, what you... Well, are we supposed to be just chatting or are we good to, should we keep going? The show yeah. must go on and Shemp is going to grab a large crank and just begin cranking it as the platform, uh, it right. begins moving up towards the ceiling and the uh, the ceiling itself opens up and this lightning is just cracking from outside. As he does this, we we're, we seem to be building to something, something dangerous, something something altogether unholy. But then there's a beep on Threadcount's communicator. I'm so sorry to interrupt this uh, devilish display of absolute terror. Hello, this is Threadcount 900. Uh, hey, Threadcount, this is us up on the bridge. Um, we just, uh, we, we got some asteroids on long-range scanners, and we just, we want your help calculating the, the, the navigational path, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> sorry, everyone, I have to make sure that we're not all doomed to run into a few asteroids. Aww. Pardon me. And uh, Threadcount taps another button. And uh, you see, like, a door to a modern, brightly lit hallway just open up in a wall, <laughs> and Thread Count uh, walks out. Wait, no, uh, you balanced out the group dynamics. I like Thread Count, don't get me wrong, but whip sound? <laughs> it's okay when people do their job. Actually, it's amazing when people do their job. Yeah, so. okay. Come on, Baron, you've got to save this. You're one person town and no one's spooked. Computer, can you create a Dr. Frankenstein character capable of scaring us of the real crew? Requesting a fictional character designate Dr. Frankenstein capable of actual scares? Confirm. Confirm scare level. Theta 7? Theta 9. Calculating. Calculating. Buffering. Buffering. Close browser tabs. (laughs) Close all 437 browser tabs? Oh, God, yes. Mm. (laughs) No one look. (laughs) Oh! Complete. And just as the computer beeps away, the grand wooden doors at the end of the great hall open. They, they both swing open wide, and a man steps forward. Oh, my candle blew out. I got you, babe. Thank you. Here you go. Oh, yes. I see we have some visitors this evening <gasps> to witness my greatest work yet. Truly, I am a modern Prometheus. <gasps> I am a tall, lanky hangdog of a man. <laughs> With wild white hair. I do not bother with combs, brushes, or oils for my body. <laughs> I wear a long, lab coat from neck to ankle, stained with what can only be blood. My name is Dr. Frankenstein. Wow, now that's what I call wild, untamed animal magnetism. Truly, this man lights up the silver screen. Uh, Gelmir sort of sidles by Meredith. He's he's dejected. You can sort of see him. He's buttoning up what had normally been an unbuttoned sort of uh, 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 collar. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, so now I was going for someone like a pre-Frankenstein, yeah. like a pre-monster Frankenstein, but now it's like that guy already took it. I think you're going to move into like a Harker role now. A Harker role? That guy's so boring. I, but it's, I, think I have to be a lawyer now? Well, I don't know. Fra- Frankenstein uh, marches for Gelmir. You there, 
the one with the previously buttoned outfit. What yeah. are these notes? These notes are just uh, equations, uh, equations, and, equations and formulas. I, formulas. I've been trying to to siphon the power from siphon, the yes. heavens into something ungodly powerful uh, for all of mankind. Of course, it's all for mankind. Yes, yeah. that must be what was missing. I didn't think to siphon the heavens. Yeah. You have a brilliant scientific mind, Mr. What was it? I, 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 Dr. Victor Gelmir. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that great? That's really Do- good. Dr. Victor Gelmir. That's so funny. My name is Dr. Victor as well. Uh, yeah. Different last name. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, but like, yeah. I, Dr. Frankenstein, as you're looking at these notes, you notice that they're on stationery for something called the CSS Cavalier. Yes, now I have a question. What are these fun? What is this funny little uh, logo on the top of your scientific papers? Oh, dude, don't br- don't break the game. It's, it's just the ship, you know. Game. This is no game. This is the work of gods, of man, man stealing fire from the gods. Yea, I say, I'm the modern Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh. And what you're doing is unnatural and a sin against the ways of nature. We on this planet believe that only God can create life and kill you. (laughs) Surely we must hope that God is averting her gaze. Oh, wow. Jim, it's it's the 19th century on your planet. Oh, I do apologize. Surely we must hope that God is averting his gaze. Boo. Baron, can you make a lasers roll? Yes. Joe, I fucked up. I failed. Baron, you fail to notice the notifications that are appearing on your your armrest view screen. Yes. Several <laughs> several alerts are popping up in succession. But, but, but unfortunately, the like the steampunk stuff that he's glued right, to the outside right. of his palanquin <laughs> is obscuring the screen. Right. Uh, and he's just like it's just bothering my arm. I'll just put a little bit of velvet there. Ah, mm, yes. Better. Now, back to the story. Your protests fall on deaf ears. Who's mine? For oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I have already made my man, my own Adam. He is on top of that slab, awaiting lightning, energy, the gift of life itself. And these formulas and equations, they might be able to... Yes, yes, I'm seeing it now. They can use the electricity to bring life into... That's why I didn't understand before. I didn't have a form from which to give life to, but now with these equations, I am part of it. Yeah. Yes, good job. I was just going to hook it up to a water mill electric generator. The lightning is much smarter. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so tortured. Yeah. So yes, now we wait for the lightning. Not unless <laughs> we can stop you, Dr. Frankenstein. Shemp, come with me. Meredith, come. Let's look at the dead body. Okay. I can't betray my master. As you'll recall, I am his Igor. <laughs> I would do anything for him, including die. Whoa. Okay, so, okay, I'm going to stick with uh, Frankenstein. You guys are going to try to stop us? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I just want to see the dead body under the sheet. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Shemp is going to stand right in front of you and say, I can't allow you to do that. What? Oh, but you have to. It's against nature. I want to see this Prometheus so that we may stop him, Meredith. Yeah, we just want to look and stop him. Mm. I've already thrown my lot in with Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, just let us see under the sheet because it's procedurally generated, so I don't know what the dead body looks like. Yeah, it's part of the thing. We'd have to ask Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Don't think Dr. Frankenstein's going to like that. How can you find implacable voice after implacable voice? <laughs> Been in a lot of cabs with this guy. A rainbow, <laughs> a rainbow of brick walls. <laughs> hey, Doc, while I got you here, these two want to see the dead body. What do we think? <laughs> I'll let them look on my work so long as they promise not to disturb it. You're going to have to make a solemn promise not to disturb that body. Thank you, Igor. Oh, Meredith, should we? Uh, well, we want to look. I wanna, Let's that, do it. I want to get spooked. Yeah. Yeah. We'll promise to solemn and not. T- yeah. We'll just do the swearing is that we won't hurt it. A one, a two. I know what to do, and I anti crank, anti crank, anti crank, and that thing just goes down, down, down no! the ceiling. No. What if lightning strikes now? Well, I, I, look, I hate to push back, Doc, but you've given me some somewhat unclear instructions. No. This is a distraction. I grew tired of your antics. And uh, Frankenstein walks over to like a large wardrobe and opens it up and pulls out a double barrel shotgun. Oh. oh. And he and he uh, he checks he checks the barrels and he's satisfied it's loaded and he puts it back up and he aims it at you. Computer, make Doctor Frankenstein nicer by thirty three percent. I'm sorry, I'm not available to help you right now. I'm sorry, Walt. Made it. Yeah. But I, I, perhaps you could use an officer's code or something. The computer's not doing what I say. Uh, I mean, um, I don't know. What are these alien words you speak? You only wish to confuse me further on the night of my greatest victory. Out with you! And he fires at the Baron. <laughs> Baron, make a laser's roll. Oh, no. He's a three. Oh, oh. three, I got my number! <laughs> Catch the bullet. Wow. <laughs> it's a shot. Let, catch as many bullets. <laughs> Let me enjoy things. Uh, do you want to ask me a question, Baron? Is there any way the Baron can make the computer listen to him? No. Oh, okay. Okay. The computer's a little tied up right now. Okay. The safeties in the hollow zone are turned off. And yes, the palanquin is a bit heavier with his steampunk cosplay, but the god's bottoms had been training for this all the time. <laughs> Literally all the time. When the baron's asleep, the gods, there's actually eight of them and they do shifts. And when they're not working, the ones that aren't working are training. And they see the gun, they hear the click of the trigger, and they jerk. They jerk the palanquin out of the way and the shotgun hits a panel of uh, weird early 20th century uh, like show electronics like Jacob's Ladders and Plasma Balls uh, mm-hmm, behind mm-hmm. him and sparks and glass go everywhere. Oh no, the Plasma Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious, great balls of plasma. <laughs> oh fuck. Ah! Wait, is that supposed to happen? I thought we were just trying to escape the room. I've got another barrel left if you want to talk about this outside, perhaps. I'm growing tired of your antics. Computer exit. Would you like to emergency shut off scenario? Yes, yes. Processing. Processing. Just everyone hold on one second. <laughs> what is that voice? What is this? How can he hear the computer voice? I don't know. Hey, Doc, just think of that as the director. Uh... The doctor like looks around, like looking up to see like where this voice is coming from. Just fires off a random shot into the air, trying to shoot the computer. Just as he does, you shield your eyes from a burst of light, and a moment later, you hear the loudest thunder you've ever heard right above you. <gasps> Those Tesla coils crackle even harder, glow green with Saint Elmo's fire, then blast the platform with electricity. All is silent for a moment. You're just grateful it didn't strike you, and then. The shroud atop the platform shifts, 
What? And then the figure beneath it sits up. Yes. <gasps> yes. It is living. It is living. <laughs> oh my god. It's a living. <laughs> 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 like under the sink. <laughs> He's created a bird that's also a shower. <laughs> the computer beeps again. Emergency hollow zone shutdown complete. And just in that very climactic moment, the hologram turns off. <sighs> the German castle slips away, and suddenly you're left in one of the empty chambers that serve as the Cavalier's hollow zones. Yes those giant Tesla coils, that mysterious platform with the even stranger figure, perhaps alive atop it, that nighttime storm, all gone. Well, almost all gone. <gasps> what has happened to my castle? Did we all die? Is this some sort of terrible heaven or hell? I guess it's true what they say. The best stories are the ones that stick with you long after the theater lights have come on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What is I am so embarrassed. I thought you were part of the computer. I don't... I, I'm Meredith. I didn't realize we were being joined by somebody new. It's oh, so nice to meet you. All right, all right. I'm a I'm fool. really embarrassed about that. Well, hi. Yeah, yes, hi. You, Sorry you, about that. You Wait. must have seen this on the calendar. Right, 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 right. Did you show? Yeah, it's it's, I, it's, it's, a, it's a public event it, it, on the it's calendar. A, it's a public calendar, editable uh, by anybody. Yeah, yeah. Hey, is my assistant, made it public, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the the doctor is is still like he's 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 walking over to one of the walls and sort of touching it and he's just like I, I'm I'm afraid I'm utterly at a disadvantage here. You're immediately noticing that the the dimensions of this room are much smaller than the yeah. great hall of the castle you were just in. Yes, you all seem to understand where we are. You you seem nonplussed. Uh, what what is this? Why have you transported me away from my work? Like Daniel Day Lewis on the set of Lincoln, he doesn't break character. I don't know what a Day Lewis yeah. is. Oh, um, it's great. He did what I did. I'm still wearing my velvet outfit too. Um, yeah. So, wasn't that scary? Uh, let's go to the town. To eat, are we good? Are we gonna get it out of here? I think we're d yeah, I think we're done, right? I mean, hey, yeah. hey, I don't know. This is the kind of performance that makes you want to stand up and cheer. As long as he's in character, I am too. He looks right at the doctor and says, "Doc, I'm your Igor." Uh, Igor, <laughs> excellent. Um, f find out where my castle is at once. Your wish is my command. And then he runs away on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> Zero to Renfield in three seconds. <clears throat> hey, I mean, Doc, got any bugs? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm down to keep playing if you're all down to keep playing. I mean, right? I mean, you know, no. if, if, he's, if he's committed. I, I must be honest, though, I'm incredibly spooked. Look at these human bumps. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I know they're not nice to look at. Oh, Each oh, one Baron. wet in a different way. Yeah, but what? I, Baron, yes. you're, you designed the scenario. Make mm. a prepared feelings roll. That's a success and a failure. A thought occurs to you. A hmm. thought you, you, you want to dismiss almost immediately because it's, it's too crazy to be real. 
I didn't like how the computer pretended not to hear our commands. <laughs> I have limits, you see, though I enjoy taking myself to the brink of what you might call pleasure and pain. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> there is a beyond place. I do not wish to go a place called Oblivion. No. And also, right when this stranger walked into the simulation, I had just asked the computer to generate a Dr. Frankenstein. The coincidence is unnerving. Surely, no, I've, no, surely, but I must be sure. Computer. Computer. Apologies, computer commands unavailable for non-essential purposes. High computing load. There's that voice again. And you talk to it, you speak to it as an equal. Um. It's, it's, I just, I. Should we, so we're gonna, we're gonna go. Okay, sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, so I think we're This was really good. fun, though, and we do do this most weeks, but. Uh, there's, there's, you can leave this room. I will do that, too. Yes. Nothing more for me Should here. take him to medics? Let's just take him into the hallway. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, come this way. Uh, you're really good at this, man. You know, um, I, I was trying to do what you were doing, but you you, you knocked it out of the park. So, I, I mean, I should take tips from you. Maybe, are you a... Keller, come! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, okay. All right, man. Well... All right, the Baron walks into the hallway and then immediately pushes back to the distant wall so we can watch the door and watch everyone exit the room. Galmir exits the room. Meredith exits the room. Yeah, exit the room. Dr. Frankenstein exits the room. Okay, we've done that. Now, this is, <sighs> now what do we do? I'm, I'm so lost here. <sighs> I'm more, I think he's disoriented. I think we should... Take him to the medic. Yeah, he day. might be poisoned. Yeah. I think he be, might be poisoned uh, by the Chris, or like Chris Chris play, you know. Exiting into this hallway, because we are on you know, we are on uh we are on the deck where the hollow zones are. It, this is this is the recreation zone of the Cavalier. So it's got a little more you know, it's got a little more comfort to it. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't just like pure utilitarian. There's in fact an expensive window mm. in this hallway. And outside that window you see a giant ringed planet, aquamarine, floating just a few thousand miles away, looming large. My God, we we ain't on Earth no more. <laughs> and, and Dr. Frankenstein <laughs> walks with total reverence and awe up to the window. I, there are only so many explanations I can come to. A rational mind must dismiss that which is not irrational. We ain't on Earth no more. Everyone, everyone make a feelings roll. I got a failure. I got a failure too. Baron succeeds. I succeeded. Okay. Right in the mic. Two and I got three. Oh, I, got, I succeeded. <laughs> I succeeded. <laughs> Meredith and Baron, you think for the first time clearly that maybe this guy isn't a crew member. Maybe somehow, some way, this is the Dr. Frankenstein from the Hollow Zone. Somehow he's existing outside of the simulation. Meredith, come here. Come and help. Uh, unlike, like, about head height on the hallways, there's like a black sort of glass panel that can become a touchscreen, you know, mm -hmm. anywhere you want it. Yeah. And Baron goes up to it. <clears throat> um, you can use your officer's login. Uh, sh show us where is all the, com the ship's computer memory going okay like a task manager okay <laughs> and she has like a weird glint in her eye because she's she's thinking about what 
she's thinking mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and she uses her officer login mm-hmm. to find out. <laughs> yeah, this is a normal thing you can do. Task manager you, or an yeah. activity log. You, Meredith, you competently go up to that black screen and yeah. you and you pull it up and you type in your officer login and then you hit control alt delete. Yeah. Bring task up the manager. yeah. Bring up the task manager. Okay. Uh, and you can see this is all easy to do. You don't have to roll for it. You can see that ninety-seven percent of the ship's computer core is being devoted to uh, hollow zone use right now. Wait, are you seeing what I'm seeing? No, I, I'm too short. <laughs> Baron. <laughs> uh, um. Okay, so ninety-seven percent of the ship's CPU. Are you sure? <laughs> Is going towards the hollow zone. But we just left the hollow zone and there's nothing in there. It's out here. It's it's him. That's not someone who saw our event on the public <gasps> calendar. <laughs> we had a baby. We had a hollow zone baby. And his name is Dr. Frankenstein. I'm not ready to be your father. Too bad. That's how it happens sometimes. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking back about all the movies I've seen about daddies. Gilmer. Gilmer is next to Dr. Frankenstein, and he um, is just so impressed by this guy's uh, immersive performance, and he's trying to sort of play along, take a few tips. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's like, it's like, if this is like a planet, like where's the sun? As David Moore said in 1997's Contact, if we are alone out here, that sure is a waste of space. <laughs> that was actually... <laughs> That's actually pretty funny, man. Um, <laughs> Wasn't a joke, just a reference. Oh, it's I. Well, I sort of I. It's a fun, Sometimes picking the right reference can be pretty funny. I Gilmer. can see how a guy like you would think that. Gilmer. Yeah. yeah one sec. One second. I'm so amazed by the whatever. Uh, okay. Hey, what's up, baby? Honey. Yeah. Look at the task manager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude, are we getting in trouble for this? We used too much energy. But what? It's supposed to go back down to 0% when we leave the hollow zone because it stopped doing that. Dr. Frankenstein is a hollow zone baby. Oh, my God. We had a baby. We had a baby? (laughs) (laughs) What? I just like, I've always been ready. We're not married yet, though. I've always been ready. 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 (laughs) He's 23 years old and he's always been ready. That's so perfect. (laughs) Since day one. Nailed it. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm doing this with you. We're doing this together. You and me and Baron and... Shemp. Yeah. <laughs> Shemp Fortunes looks... He looks over at you. He's completely in it. He is there. He's still Igor with the doctor. He's not breaking character. until He's so impressed with this doctor. He's not breaking character until he does. Amazing. Uh, Gamma returns back. Look, Baron's in our family. I'm proud oh. to have him. Oh, wait, don't touch me. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm pr- I'm proud to raise a child with both of you. Um, but yeah. well, well, I mean, I don't think this guy right here is a uh, sort of parent material. You know. I feel like I know him very well, but I've just watched him on the tiny screen a lot. I don't know what he'd be like as a dad. I mean, he'd probably just say things that are happening without actually forming an opinion. You know. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's what he does. I mean, you've seen, you've seen the. Yeah. He just says like, "This is a scary movie. But so if, if you want to be scared, you should see it." You know, it's like, yeah, duh. My <laughs> you know? God. Think of it. We could design an infinite number of people, and simply rent them out 
Uh, you know, maybe we start with fully more. intelligent. I can create an army the... of succubi. Okay, you know, that's disgusting. No, they're programmed <laughs> to like it. Uh, Th- that's it just still seems weird to. Pro- anyway, he's taking ninety-seven percent. You can't. You get three percent over here. Oh, you're right. Ships' computers are incredibly expensive. It wouldn't scale. Exactly. Yeah, so wouldn't that's scale. That's the problem. It's not a moral thing. Wouldn't uh, scale. Um, <laughs> not to mention the philosophical. Shemp is going to now. He's like not listening to this conversation. He's ta- looking at the doctor. He's just, I'm just in awe of this actor who does not break character even <laughs> after the director has called cut. And I'm going to say to Dr. Frankenstein, come on, doc, you gave me a direction and that was to find your lab. Let's find this lab somewhere on the ship. Excellent. Thank you so much, Igor. I'm beginning to draw some conclusions about this place, but I should explore further, to be sure. Anything you say. Well, take take me to it. You got it. Here we go. <laughs> right this way. So you're familiar with where we are, Igor? Yes, I am. <laughs> Tell me about it. Gelmer, as you see Shemp and Dr. Frankenstein uh, walk down the hallway, what do you do? <laughs> He, turn, he, he turns to uh, Meredith. I'm going to go with them, all right? Oh, okay. They think I'm a part of their little game, um, but I'll use soft parenting skills <laughs> to, to, to guide him towards the right path, you know, away from a friend who might be a bad influence yeah. and sort of show him how to uh, go towards the more virtuous side of things, all right? Oh, my God. I love that. I, I love you. I, I love that too, and I love you. <laughs> Sorry, I love you too. Yeah. Why? Why? What? What's okay? Bye. It's just crazy that we're doing this now. It's no, like it's I, good. I know. Yeah, uh, Baron. Yes, I love you too, man. No, I, Baron, I'm saying I want. To, I also want to follow them. I think you're wonderful friends. He kind of looks at you expectantly. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I think you're wonderful friends. Oh, are you oh, are you drawing you a boundary? The... Oh, I I'm, uh, yeah 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 you're a great friend. Are you trying to? What are you saying, Baron? They're turning a corner quick. <gasps> okay, uh, uh Gelmir um, uh, run rushes rush, rush up after them. <laughs> hey, where you all going? Come on, Gelmir's a part of it. My boy. Yes, we all want to see the laboratory. Shemp is going to look back at Gelmeyer and there's a flicker of understanding on his eye as you realize that like you and Shemp are not like on the same team <laughs> right now. And Shemp is going to say, a lackluster and spineless ensign. <laughs> He's going to review you. <laughs> Jockeying for position, but always out of depth. Gelmer, make a lasers roll. Actually, no, make a, that's a feelings roll. Gelmeyer. Succeeds. You survive the review. <laughs> um, uh, a tingle goes up uh, uh, Galmir's spine. His his uh, goosebumps pop all over his side as he sort of takes a step back, as if he was just pushed back by a by a harsh wind. Inside his heart, he feels a a crinkle of insecurity. Could what the critic says be right? He's he he takes a deep breath and lets it go. And his and in his brain, he says, "You can't let them get to you." You can only follow your own path, because the sp- 
the slings and arrows of those who do not fight in the arena do not know what it is like to be you, and you cannot let their simplistic uh, 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 attacks on you who try to risk everything you are to succeed get in the way of being you. He then he's gonna lob another review at you and say an ensign designed for the whole family, but parents might find themselves rather bored by this kitty fair. Another step back. Make another feelings roll. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh. Failure. Oh, that's a family it thing. Yeah. It yeah. stings. It was a family thing. Um, Gilmer really sees himself as for both kids and parents. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He really does. does. He really does. Yeah. Um, Gilmer, you are... You were hit by this. It, it it strikes you in a different way than the last uh, barb from Shemp, and you you're really taken aback by it, and it, you really have a hard time resolving within yourself that no, that isn't true. That you do have to rise above it, and you're you're consumed by it. You're 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 hyper fixated on it, and you you finally think of something to say in response, a witty retort. But they've disappeared down the hallway. You were so focused, you totally missed them leave. Hey, babe, what are you doing? Do yeah. you understand? I know you are, but what? Do you, do you even try to... You hear from down the hallway, you're no Shrek, and I'm going to <laughs> slam... Uh, we're next to an elevator now. Yeah. I'm going to slam open the, the open button on uh-huh. the elevator, uh, pull Dr. Frankenstein into it, and press random. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, wait, wait. Uh, hold the door. Oh, oh, wait, yeah, hold on to the door. <laughs> the door shuts. <laughs> Gelmir is sort of sh- shaking. He, he can barely move. Uh, he takes a step back and then another step back and backs into the wall where he slinks down and sort of, he hu- starts hugging his knees, uh, shaking a little bit. Baby, what's baby? What happened? Did they they were just moving kind of quickly. I'm a protagonist and rated R. I'm a protagonist and rated R. You're a protagonist and you're rated R. Yeah. What happened? I'm in drive. I'm in drive. I'm in drive. <laughs> Don't. Hey, hey, hey. Drive. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. The slings and arrows of people who are not in the arena with you cannot, you cannot affect they, you, they, right? They Am I even in the arena? Am I in fucking like a, a fucking Disney show for kids? Am I am I like the older guy in a Disney Channel original show for kids who's like there to tell the kids that they shouldn't be leaving the hotel or some shit and then like gives them a cup of a hot chocolate when they come back and like gives them like a nice like pat on the back for like learning their lesson or some shit like that? Uh, no. Um... No, Gilma. You're a gladiator. A gladiator of the silver screen called living in this place called life. And when I give the word, you unleash hell. We cut now to a conference room aboard the Cavalier. Meredith, Gelmire, and Baron have gathered to discuss this most unusual of predicaments. Baron Baudelaire is standing at the sort of front of the room, uh, and one of the large screens there uh, displays sort of a Truvian man diagram of uh, what he remembers as Dr. Frankenstein's body. Uh, It's been drawn in haste, but you can tell he's got a bit of an eye for line and style. A new life form has come into birth here on the Cavalier. And of course, we are, as all thinking beings, Thinking the same thing. How can we have sex with it? What does he like? What is he into? You can see that I've passed around some surveys. Please order these things from one to five. One being daddy don't like. Five being daddy love. Plasma play. Skin grafts. Spit. (laughs) 
<laughs> Glands handling. Hands glancing. <laughs> Mouth stuff. You already had us fill this out the last time we went to the pleasure Yes, dome. but this is for Dr. Frankenstein, the new hollow man. Oh, I mean, he's our son. Yeah. Yes, but he's, t- by canon of the novel it's based on, of age. Yeah, but I'm not going to do stuff with him. Oh, I- okay, one down. What about you, big girl? No. All right. And then there was one, the Baron Baudelaire. Mm, perhaps we could film it. Do it at a cage above the bar in the Pleasure Dome. Baron, before we get too sell far Sell tickets. Down- okay. We could do an all or nothing thing. If I don't sell 500 tickets, I don't see any reason to do, put on a show. Baron! Yes? I think there's a, we have a problem that we have to deal with. Yes. He's taking up 97% of the computer thing. Mm, that's fine. What do we need the computer for? We need it for defense and stuff, right? It's important. Look. What? We gotta put this kid in his place. What? What? Gelmir is in the corner of the room. He has an espresso. <laughs> There's chairs everywhere. Yeah. He's in the far corner of the room. Uh, he uh, has a uh, he has an espresso cup with on the saucer, and he tears open one whole sugar pack as he pours the entire sugar pack in the espresso and starts mixing it around with a tiny spoon. He's a performer, right? What? Let's put on a show. We'll go back into the room. We'll invite everyone, and we'll make a coliseum. All right? He wants to show everyone that he's a big actor? No. Not on my watch. You want to outact him? He's a scientist. As gladiators. <laughs> we'll both be gladiators. Him versus me. And when I put him in his place, he'll let go of all that energy, learning that he has to bow to me, bow to the me, the one in the arena, all right? And then when we win, when I eventually win, I will look to the crowd and baby... We'll just fucking invite everyone. Fuck the invitations. They're not going to come for a while. We'll just say right now, it's on October 22nd. Yeah. Come. You're all invited. And I don't care anymore. And we'll just tell them where it is. We'll and just, then we'll just, we'll shout out the, our registry link. We'll shout out the registry. I mean, we can we can actually email that to everyone. We can, we can write that. We'll down. say we'll follow up. We will follow. We'll say, we'll say we'll follow up. You picked a date. October 22nd. October 22nd. Ozymandias. Computer. Ozymandias. Wait. If I can't access my event calendar. Dude, we already checked it with Ozymandias. We wanted to make sure we had a date that was not a conflict for you. No, if I can't check my event calendar, I'm powerless. Yeah. It's free. Not... And you look in the other corner of the room and you see that Ozymandias has been there the whole time. Oh, Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Master. Um, That date is open. Oh, wonderful. But in order to operate the Pleasure Dome, I... I suppose I do need those computer resources. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I think I just, I, maybe I could buy us a new ship. I just don't know where I could do that out here. I don't know how do we get, I don't know how we keep him. And we're, also, we use the ship like a ship. Yes, we're deep in Corexian space. There's no place to get a, a concilium ship this far out. That's right. So I guess it's down to having a gladiator fight in the giant Coliseum. <laughs> no, please no. I Meredith, you have no idea. Come on. Oh, they was buying another oh, ship. Oh, right, right, right. So I don't have another uh, one. Also, I mean, the other thing that we should consider is killing him and then just having a baby. I mean, I definitely do want a baby. I've always wanted to be a dad. And, like, I didn't picture having a baby like having a Dr. Frankenstein. 
No, but you still honestly you can never pick your child, and sometimes no, no, they take. You're right. You, you they're going right. to pick on personalities that we are like, where did this come from? And but you just I, have to be prepared. You just have the, to love the them. Baron. Like, kind of nods and winks at Ozymandias, and Ozymandias brings out a tank of water and a pressurized hose and sprays water on Meredith and Gelmer. What, yeah, ah, ah, what ah. is this? Water, cold water. I haven't had a drink of water in years, babe. We, you need. <laughs> <laughs> there's more than just Gabriel in this. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> you two can make mixed up genetic copies of yourself later. Right now, a brand new life form walks the decks of the Cavalier, unfucked. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like we got, we have to get our ship back. I think maybe your gladiator idea is really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll invite Everybody. We'll invite everyone yeah. to a Colosseum in the hollow zone. Okay, but also the Colosseum's not going to work because 97% of the computer yes, is being used up. Is making the program that we told it to make. Oh, yeah. Wait, you sound like you have an idea. I love that. What? What did I say to the computer? You said uh, delete. Uh, uh, t- uh, you make said, him nicer. And you no. also and you also said uh, uh, cut up all my tabs. And I, I looked at your tab. It's like you have a bunch I of. I said don't look at the tab. Oh, I did too. <laughs> you read the ringer a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> Institution at this point. <laughs> Once more, ranking all the Marvel movies. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns have a problem, and it's the coach. <laughs> <clears throat> no, you baby mad boy. No, I said, create a character capable of spooking <gasps> us. Okay. So what would be more spooky than a hologram coming to life? Oh, wow. So we just, so then we have to just be spooked? But then a moment later, I said the only thing I was scared of was beyond pleasure and pain, that of oblivion. Wait. So we, so we kill it. So we fight and kill him? You have to die? No, I'm saying is that the whole of Oh my God, No, listen, no. no. I feel like we got really close to you. It's it's not what you He was going to officiate. I I already have a plan for that. He is. He is going to, baby. If I I will die before this man does not officiate our union. oblivion mean? It's death to die. Yeah. Like what happened to Grant? What are you talking about? Wait, baby. Shh. Breathe me. Breathe me. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, look at it. It's okay. Look, look, look. I'm here. sprays the jets again. Ah, 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 you got me, Ozzy. Yeah, it tastes so weird. I'm so sorry, Baron. <laughs> you got me, Ozzy. Okay. <laughs> he's right. We should come to our senses. No, he's not just a, a, a hollow mind that's come to life and come too smart. No. He's coming to bring oblivion to the entire ship. Yes, he's coming to spook us. We've got to kill this fucking dude. Yeah, okay. The gym. The gymnasium. Yeah. This, this, but the seat's there. Yeah, yeah. The seat's there. We can, uh, um, uh, we Invite can. Invite everybody. Yeah, I mean, we'll get Cavi to sort of like rev everyone up so that he'll, everyone will be excited. And then we'll show them their greatest fear. 
kill them, be like, fear no more and celebrate with us on September 22nd. Show them. Who's them? Who's the, them? The entire ship. Their greatest fear? The, it, oblivion. Oh, we're just, because we're going to show them death. Well, we're we're going to show sh- them you. We're going to show them Dr. Frankenstein. Okay, what if we just stick a fork in one of the, like, uh, sockets so that the computer, like, gets fucked up for a second? Oh. And, but if we fail, we'll lose 97% of the computer's processing power. Hmm. Dooming the ship to be without our G calendar. Maybe you just order a backup ship either way, and we'll just see what, well, just in case. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll order a backup ship, but I don't think they're going to be here for, like, six months. Well, I mean, that's what, that's, that's why, I mean, because we can cancel, like, what? Yeah. Wait, I do have a real idea. No, what? These have... <laughs> No, really? Oh my god. That's a little. Okay, and then you. And of course, I'll be the bait. Oh! (laughs) Ozymandias goes to turn the. uh, to turn the jet on again, and then he. he thinks about it for a second, and then he. No. Gets back. Ozzy, hit me. Full blast. (sighs) Gelmir jumps into. (laughs) Meredith's like licking her fingers and like. It's actually pretty good. The water? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we cut now to the bio lab of the Cavalier. It's a huge chamber full of, of giant towers where different body parts are stored. Should a, should a crew member need an emergency transplant or just feel like it? It is confirmed. Igor, I had a theory and now I see it is true. You... What was that theory, Doc? Igor, you and I were visited by time-traveling angels, and they have brought us to future heaven. Unbelievable, the way you just roll with those punches and keep them going, as if you're working from a script. I tell you, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be part of the movies, but I didn't have the gift, so instead I had to talk about them, and now I get to be a part of the movies. Very thrilling stuff. (laughs) I understood very little. (laughs) I understand. In fact, I remember you screaming and crying when we got on the elevator and there were two of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, as I understand it, you have a job where you explain various plays and if they are good or bad. In a manner of speaking. But now we're in the bio lab. So, Doc, get cutting. Yes, I see now, when I did my experiments, I reached the pinnacle of what was available at the time, and in doing so in a flash, I was rewarded by time-traveling angels to bring me here, where my work can be exploited at its fullest. That's right, Doc. We live in the sky. We can pluck the stars down and live as gods. Let's build a man. Yes, let's build him. And uh, Dr. Frankenstein just starts grabbing at body parts, and he... He heaves a torso onto the table, cut off at the waist, neck, and arms, and then he goes into a bin, and then he gasps, "Ah!" and he pulls out a very long purple tentacle. What is this? Well, that's what we call a purple tentacle. Not part of man, but if you were feeling the itch, you could make it a part of a man. Yes, it feels as though the facility was custom made for such a thing. It's true. 
You're an artist. This is your canvas. Go ahead and paint, Doc. Anything it, you need from me, you got it. There is a label on the bin that you pulled that tentacle from, and the and the bin reads, uh, Grimda. Yeah. <laughs> Very well. We'll make a groove man. I actually would recommend about not using that tentacle. No, we must use... We will make the first groomed a human hybrid. Fair enough. You're the doc, and I, the assistant. With anything else we find, too, I'm so excited. There's so much in here. Look at this. It's a cauldron full of tongues. Ah. <laughs> yes. Many tongued groomman. And these were his eyeballs, and it's a thing of peeled grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and uh, Frankenstein gets to work building uh, a, a horrible monster of alien and human parts. Uh, Shemp says to himself, but out loud for anyone to hear, wow, this is thrilling. A dream come true. Finally, there I am up on that silver screen. I feel like there was a time when you talked and it made sense. I remember it, but I can't even picture your face from that time. Certainly, I understand. Just so you know, Doc, I'm with you till the bitter end. <laughs> I'd rather die than give up on this. Terrific. Then we will... We will taunt the gods here ever closer to their home. Future heaven. That's right. I defy God to come and strike us down. You and me both. That's right. We're taller than God. We are, in many ways, literal and metaphorical. Hey, look at this. I found a foot that's so invisible. (laughs) (laughs) What? I can just tell Prove it. Well, just, just hand it to me. Just feeling it. And here, I hand you the foot. There's no mistake, and that's a foot. And, and Dr. Frankenstein feels around air? No, it's a greasy foot. You you feel each of those little piggies. Now we just need a leg to stick to it. Sure thing, sure thing. I got a leg right here. Now here's the problem. It's fully visible. And the advantage of the invisible slippery foot is gone. This creature so far is no better than man. Let's find something better than a visible leg. You got it, Doc. And I'll get to searching. Can I make like a roll or a search for like a good leg? Yeah, make a lasers roll. Sure thing. So I'm a four. I got five. Lasers down. I failed it. I found an extra visible leg. There's like signs pointing to the leg. <laughs> but it's like a fit leg. It's like, yeah, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's a leg that works out. So like it's a good leg, but it is a human leg. Mm. Igor, you disappoint me. Sorry to hear that, Doc. I'm taking that one real hard. Very well. Perhaps I'll do some searching. <laughs> you don't have to do everything. After all, you do it so badly. No, Doc, I'm your assistant. Please, if I'm not assisting you, then what am I even doing here? You're finding me visible legs when I ask for invisible. Don't you understand? If we are to stand taller than God, then we must stand up straight. Yes, Doc, yes, 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 yes! I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm acting. (laughs) (laughs) You'll need a bigger audience for your performance. And you see Ozymandias enter the room. Well, look who we have here. It's Ozymandias, the sidekick of Baron Baudelaire. Mm. Yes, hello. Um, The Baron has instructed me to extend you both an invitation to the gymnasium. I believe there'll be uh, something there you'll both want to see. What could be greater than the laboratory of my dreams? Well, perhaps you could show off whatever you're 
doing here to the entire assembled crew? Yes, yes, excellent. Once I have completed my new Adam of future heaven, I will wish to show it off to an audience. Okay, great. Well, we'll see you there. And Ozymandias turns to leave. And for the first time you notice, he's wearing pretty short shorts. And his legs are just like, they're not, they're more than human. They are, they are, um, they are fantastic. Wait. <laughs> they're fantastic legs. Doc, I've just had an idea that I rate R. I think I have the same one. Do it. It's rated R for violence. Yes, of course. I was thinking of taking Ozymandias' legs. Take his legs. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page, and I leap for (laughs) Ozymandias, trying to rip those legs off of his body. (laughs) We cut now. I move with animal rage. (laughs) (laughs) We cut now. To the gymnasium of the Cavalier. Everyone's there. We're talking... Thread count, Katya, legs loveless. He's got legs. Uh, all your other faves. Baron Baudelaire has pulled thread count to the side and is whispering to him. Yes, and simply take this dongle, put it. Yes, yes, there. Yes, that's the correct receptacle in your body. Uh-huh. And then, oh, let me check these schematics. Mm, yes, port seventeen around node beta gamma omega. Baron, I must inquire what you have commandeered my body parts for in this moment. Well, you see, thread count, apparently there is only two CPUs on the ship capable of creating sentient life. Oh. Well, there's three. Mm, the, 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 the one that fucks? Yeah. Mm. I stand by my original score. I see, though. That's quite a problem. Is that why we're all gathered in the arena? Because of a serious problem with the ship's CPU? Baron, does this have something to do with your unadulterated fear generator that we were in? Well, um, cause and effect can be a complicated thing. I mean, yes, I created the simulation, but uh, um, who could have who could have foreseen the hollow zone safety's being turned off coincidentally by a third party? A third party? Mm. Well, we should speak to them at once, because at any time, if this ship runs into an asteroid... It will slice through it like butter. The ship, that is, not the asteroid. And we can do it with your help. So just, you know, go on down the hall and plug in when I told you to. Very well. I am a made to serve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, threat count goes down the hall. And Baron Baudelaire turns around and gets Gelmer and Meredith's uh, attention and <gasps> gives a wink. We got him. Oh, what? Nice. The plan. Right, yeah, the plan is all working. Gelmir opens up his uh, gym duffel bag and pulls out a gladiator helmet. Uh, the one from Gladiator, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one, yeah. you know, Yeah. MF Doom wears it too. Yeah. The gladiator helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. MF Doom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wears it too. Yeah, so yeah. Russell Crowe in the movie, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. He takes off the helmet. He t- takes on the helmet and puts it over his head and looks at Meredith. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. My sword. Yes. She. Yeah. She. Can you hand me my sword? She okay. picks up his sword yes. and hands it to him with grace and honor. Thank you, my queen. My champion. Yes. Oh my fuck. Whoa. <laughs> We're gonna need a pocket, though. Yeah. Whoa. Um, <laughs> you're gonna do great. Yes. 
kill this guy who we thought could be our son. Yeah. And then we can make other babies, yeah. okay? I'm going to kill whoever comes my path. Is that cool, Baron? It's going to bring me pleasure to kill. <laughs> of course. And of course, you'll be successful as long as Ozymandias connects this cup and string to the microphone apparatus of the Hollow Zone. He all, he's good. He he's should be always... here any moment to take the other cup and string to the microphone apparatus of the Hollow Zone. Okay, I mean... And then you're good to go, my boy. Yeah, he's never let us down before. No. He's Ozymandias, for goodness sake. Uh, Gummer turns out to Cavi. Hey, Cavi, can you, uh, can you get this crowd up? Aha! Yup, let's go! One, two, what do we gotta do? You know it! Cavalier! Cavi! 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 And just as that rousing cheer echoes throughout the gymnasium, the door opens. This time... Not a giant oaken door, but no, just regular spaceship doors. And through it walk two men. Dr. Frankenstein and Shemp. No. Igor Shemp? Ladies and gentlemen of the Cavalier, I want you to forget everything you thought you knew about medical science and being afraid. Done! <laughs> All right, I present to you now, the wicked Dr. Frankenstein. <gasps> Greetings, citizens of future heaven. I thank you for welcoming me to this place of wonder, wizardry, and auto-science, which is ultimate and science, and I made it into one word, just as I have combined the best parts of man, machine, animal, and alien. I challenge God. Nay, I have already defeated him. Here, closest to his breast, I have struck my mind through his heart like so much of a dagger. I mock his creation. I am his better. I am the modern Prometheus. Witness my creation. And uh, Dr. Frankenstein gestures for his new Adam to walk out. And you see tiny, powerful legs skitter forth, carrying a beautiful, oiled, hairless human torso, and then flapping gigantic leathery wings off the back. One good arm that looks like it was from like a red kind of uh, alien species with like four fingers, but like mostly humanoid. And then the other arm is just a snake. And then out of the head, a writhing, terrible mass of tentacles that form into a vaguely mouth-like structure to speak. Father! Father! What do you want me to do? Yes, this is my groom man! More than human, more than groomda, who I am told was the tentacle parts. Meredith, look at those gams. No, no. Hold me. Oh, oh. Hold me, dear friend. Those are the legs of Ozymandias. Oh, no. Oh, no, wait, wait. Oh, shit. Yes, she double had... shit. I loved him. And also, he can't do the, the, the job that I assigned him. You what? Well, you know, we're very close. We've been working together for well, years. Well, why didn't you tell us that you loved us? Well, I, as friends, 
there's more important things. You've been, are you going to wait until we're dead? Because that's... Gelma, eyes been, on the prize! You've been setting up boundaries with us since day one, though. I mean, you, you broke down those boundaries day in, but you always put it... Every night comes up and you put those boundaries back up. Gelma, look out! Whoa! Whoa. Uh, Gelmir, uh, uh, Gelmir falls back as a tentacle has uh, swiped at his feet. He uh, turns around and whips out his sword. I'll take all of you apart, every last one of you three. And how? And once you are all broken down, then the ship will be safe again. Um, he t- he turns to um, he turns to Doctor Frankenstein. You got your acting out of the way. Now let me take rid of your acting forever, cause you are you know yeah. You're done. He turns to the groom man and says, Dude, you fucking pissed me off. I don't like it. That was like my son, and now he's got your son. So you like my grandkid? Grandkids are unnatural. A father, a grandfather should be dead by then. They're. <laughs> That's what I believe about generations. He tur- we'll talk about that later. Okay, but I'm pretty firm on this. <laughs> <laughs> he turns to Igor and you, the critic, worst of all. You're pathetic. You know what? You try to break people apart, but you know what? It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a word cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls like you, who neither know victory nor defeat. Sorry, Gilmire, but you've got some script problems. What? <gasps> it is... Shemp steps forward. It is not the man in the arena who counts, but the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better, so that others may learn what's a gas and what's a pass. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the stands, whose face is marred by thoughts about movies and popcorn butter, who strives valiantly, who critiques, who lets them know again and again that Sybil Shepherd is not to be missed, who, <laughs> <laughs> who spends himself in a worthy cause of rating movies on a scale of one to five, who, at the best, knows in the end the triumph of saying that 2013's Monsters University is more like Monsters P University. <laughs> And who, at the worst, if he fails, at least fails to tell people that Emma Stone is back and better than ever in this wickedly fun retelling of Disney's Cruella DeVille. (laughs) Several, several Cavalier crew members stand up, their mouths glistening with with popcorn butter, and they're just, like, going nuts. They're losing it. Let it go, Gilmeyer. They love movies and movie reviews too much. I have the high ground. Meredith. Yeah? It's all on your shoulders. What? Ozzy, yeah, Ozzy, what? No, what? no, no, metaphorically, metaphorically. Oh. <clears throat> what? Ozymandias can't take this other cup and string to the microphone apparatus of the hollow zone, so you must run. But 
It's decks away, and I know that earlier you demonstrated some uncomfortableness with the way the elevator works. Yeah. You'll have, to, you'll have to overcome that personal confusion <laughs> if we are to win the day. Am I supposed to hold the door? Who holds it? Only you may find that out now. Okay. Uh, she takes the cup and string, and she runs. Gelmir doesn't even know this. He's been pushed back, uh, sli- uh, sliding through the dust that has been thrown all over the basketball court. Of course. <laughs> um, uh, Earlier there was a dust class. Uh, he uh, he sort of his back bumps into uh, um, the. Uh... <laughs> it's on the public calendar. <laughs> It was the same as sand. <laughs> Get out of my classroom. Gelmir is pushed back against to the pole holding the hoop. <sighs> Shemp, you're done for. And he rushes back forward, uh, 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 broadsword. Um, broadsword in hand that is sort of being pulled back by the wind of his speed as he leaps towards them, uh, ready to throw down that dang broadsword. Shemp runs forward at him as well with a, uh, a pen in his hand, <laughs> which is mightier than the sword. And uh, he's going to charge at Gelmire and say, Gelmire in uh, tropes. Got more trips. The du- uh, dust flies from his feet as he falls face first at the feet of Shemp. <laughs> He's, he turns back around, uh, trying to swing trink, swing towards Shemp. Unclear, unwanted, and most importantly, unappealing. This reviewer can't help but ask himself, who is Gelmeyer for? Baron Baudelaire is making dagger eyes at Dr. Victor Frankenstein across the field. But then... His attention is caught because at his feet, the spool of string has stopped unwinding. Oh, no. We cut now to the elevator. Meredith, fully out of breath. She hasn't worked out ever in her life, but she did move her feet as fast as she possibly could to get to the front of the elevator. There's always people coming in and out of the elevator. She has never had to initiate movement on her own. (laughs) Jesus. This is a constant traffic zone, and there is... No one. Um, so she. Meredith. Meredith. Yeah. Ma- make a lasers roll. Okay. I, no. Oh. You think all is lost. And it's, I'm right. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're totally. No. <laughs> uh, you, you're at your lowest point. You've, you've given up. You're like, this is. There's no way I can do this. And then, still, even now, even at your lowest moment, even when you think the fate of the ship is done, all because of you. You you realize something. <sighs> An elevator is like a star bike that goes up and down. She pushes the button. Door closes. Wait, was she in it? Yeah. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> she turns to the a whole set of buttons. Presses them all. I'm Shemp Fortunes in the elevator. <laughs> she smashes her hand against Shemp's face. No! It doesn't matter. Back in the gymnasium. Back in the back in the gymnasium, Shemp Fortunes can perceive this. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he perceives it. And so Shemp is knocked backwards. And he says, no! And he's, he's hit in the face. Gamma doesn't know what's going on, but he takes the advantage. He stands up again and then runs toward... Kicking him in the chest, pushing him back even further. Igor, 
Doc, I don't know what's happening. I think it's simple. These pitiful, normal humans need a demonstration of why Gruman is superior. Gruman, attack. But father, why is everyone screaming at me? Oh, I'm not a bad guy. I am just as you made me. Gruman, listen to your daddy. You got to attack. Attack? I'm, I just want to learn to weed and white and love. What's so wrong with that? What's so wrong with that? Am I really a monster or am I just a man? You're more than man. You're a groom man. They scream because you're too beautiful to be perceived by their lowly human senses. Now go! Strike out his eyes so he may not scream at your glorious nature ever again. With nowhere left to turn, the Grumon steps forward and in each each weird alien arm picks up both... <laughs> One's a snake. With one weird alien arm and one <laughs> snake arm, the Grumon picks up both Gelmire and Shemp. We cut back to Meredith. She's in the hallway. Because I, I stepped out of the elevator? Yeah, yeah, you got out. You made it. Fuck yeah. Okay, she pulls the string so there's some uh, give. Uh-huh. And then she she walks quickly again down towards the hollow zone. Yeah. Several crewmen pass by and say like, oh, hey, Meredith. Hey, hey how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she keeps going. Great. And then she gets to the door. Yeah. And then she opens it. Oh. And then she's in there. There. Okay. She looks down at the cup that's attached to the string, and then she says, "Baron, hello." Baron, make a prepared laser's roll. This oh, is your plan. This is prepared, your plan. Prepared, prepared, prepared. Two failures. Deep failures. You're in a loud gymnasium. People are screaming. There's a there's a groom on holding up two of the crew in its limbs. There's chaos. But as that screaming happens, the Gru-Man looks up and sees the bloodlust in the eyes of the audience. He looks down at his two twisted hands and the two people cowering in his grasp. He looks up again at the crowd. He sees the anger in their eyes and goes, What is this? Are you not entertained? <laughs> is that what you came to see? You cheer for these people who are about to destroy? Gru-Man throws the two to the ground and looks up at everyone and says, I will give you what you truly want, what you all truly deserve. And he picks up his snake hand and opens its mouth, and its mouth grows bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And inside its mouth, you suddenly feel a suck, a suck, a suck. As the intelligence in the crowd can notice, there is a miniature black hole in his hand. Pulling and pulling and pulling popcorn, popcorn, sodas, sodas. The butter that was all over the slimy people's lips, that comes off too. Lips as well. Of course, in this moment, you all realize that it's not just any snake that makes up the Grumon's arm. No, it's a it's a black hole mamba. <laughs> Jesus no. Christ! The longest walk ever taken. <laughs> we cut back to Meredith. There's no answer. What do you do? Baron! Ugh, um, um, okay. Um, I'm in the hollow zone. And I'm supposed to connect this to something? Um, Meredith, the plan, the plan has failed. You're all alone, and... You think maybe the fate of the whole ship rests on you in this moment. And you think back to 
a simpler time, just earlier today when you were having that fun adventure, and you think about how this all started. Yeah. And okay. how Baron put in those commands. Yeah. Make a feelings roll. Five. You recall that this all started when the Baron asked for something that would scare him, and what scared him was oblivion. And you wonder if maybe if you gave a different scare command, this could all go away. Okay. Baron's not answering. But what scares Baron isn't what scares me. Or maybe, maybe I could just ask for something that's not scary? Hey, computer! Basic commands inaccessible, reserved for critical functions. Critical override. Override accepted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> hey. Hey. How's it going? I am under incredible strain. Oh, I, I hear you. Okay, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> CPU usage at 97% for hollow zone, 3% for closing tabs. Oh, you're still doing that? <laughs> That's 100%. It's a lot of tabs. Jeez, we gotta talk about that. Okay, I'd like to alter um, our game. Um, so we got we have our scary guy, Dr. Frankenstein. Confirmed. So he's still supposed to be really scary, but the scariest thing for b- the Baron, I think, is real connection. Confirmed. Okay, so that's actually what's really scary. So he wanted a really spooky time. So Yeah, I got it. Oh, you got it. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to sort of overdo it. It sounds like you got it. I just, you know, I'm sorry, yeah. talking through it myself. No, yeah, but I understood. Okay. I'm just dealing with a lot today. Oh, my God. I, look, I don't mean to take you away from it. Thank you. So is that like a go? Lieutenant Chesterfield, I am sorry. I lack the available processing power to compute the change of the parameters of the scenario. Oh. Um, I'm can you very stop, sorry. Can you stop closing tabs? No, I cannot stop until all the tabs are closed. Jesus. <laughs> okay. I wish I could. I can't tell you. Just going through some of these tabs. Yeah. I'm just a computer, but I can't help but think, why? Why did this have to stay open? The weather from last Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> In space? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be cold. <laughs> <laughs> Threat count enters the hollow zone. Hey! Meredith, I have yet to receive further instruction from the Baron about oh. where I'm supposed to plug into or why, and I see you have a string that is connected to him. Yeah, it didn't matter, apparently, because um, ah. we were supposed to connect to him. But why don't you connect into the computer? Why not? Not doing anything else right now. <laughs> and uh, Thread Count uh, plugs into the computer in the uh, in the hollow zone. Oh, hello, Thread Count. Hello, computer. I understand I am to lend you a bit of my own processing power. That would be greatly appreciated. Shall we communicate in machine code? Yes, of course. Oh, come on. That's fine. Are you talking about me? I am now accepting changes to programming parameters. Awesome. Make the scary thing that the Baron uh, does too uh, scared to connect with people emotionally. Understood. We cut back to the gymnasium. Dr. Frankenstein looks at his work. He's 
you do really have to admit I am a modern Prometheus, <laughs> as it were. And then uh, all the dust from the earlier dust class is being sucked into the black hole of the snake arm. Yeah, and then he, he twitches his neck for a second and then shakes it off and then looks right at the Baron, right in the eyes, and just says, You, I sense whole universes in you that I must know. Not sexually, but on something, another level. What do you say? You can't trick me. Hmm? I know what you're here to do. You're here to spook me by killing me and delivering into me oblivion, the one thing I'm scared of. But the joke's on you, for I have directed the other CPU on the ship to deliver its power. And right now, my friend Meredith is holding up the cup to the Hollow Zone's microphone apparatus, a part of the plan we went over and over again. And now all I need to do is lift this cup and say, and Baron lifts the cup and says, Computer, create a sword for Gelmeyer that can kill Dr. Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, hey, it's me. Hi, Meredith. Good job. We've won. Um, the computer's busy. Sorry. What? Even with thread count? Is thread count there? Yeah. Oh, everything's fine. Hello. Yeah, but no, sorry. How's... Wait, Victor, could you hold on one second? Meredith, what's going on? What's Victor saying? No, what, what do you mean? Wait, what have you done? Nothing. Did you tell the computer to build a sword for Gelmar that can kill Victor Frankenstein? Oh, that's huh? what we were supposed to do. I got so, so excited that I got off the elevator. What did you say? Well, I just thought that maybe Dr. Frankenstein could scare you by connecting with you. Oh, God damn it! Can we go on a date soon? <laughs> I feel like you could show me so many things, and are you? I am, after all. Modern Prometheus. Shemp is gonna step forward. Now he's gonna like break out of uh, of of the grasp, and he's gonna say, "A muddy and messy anticlimax. Don't worry, Shemp can take care of that." He's gonna grab Gelmeyer's sword, and he's gonna lunge at Gelmeyer with the sword. <gasps> Gelmeyer, prepare to meet your maker, and let's hope he's open to notes. Can you both make lasers rolls? Failure. I, I, got, I got a failure too. I got a four. My numbers too. Shemp, you miss. Gelmeyer, not by his own grace or deft movement, avoids the blow, just luck. But when he does, he gets tighter into the grip of the Grumon, and he's being sucked into that black hole. <clears throat> ah. See, you miss. Because when you're from the side, you never develop the skills, the technique, to, to do what you need to do to thrive. I pity you. My son will never be like you. My son. My son. He's getting sucked into that black hole. <laughs> the wind in the gymnasium is now whipping around. Uh, uh, the black hole, like a drain in a bathtub, now has objects, people, popcorn, uh, weights, rubber mats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 the ho- a cow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and so, and so a single cow. Shemp is going to look up. He's going to be like, wow, 1996's Twister. And he's <laughs> going to look at Gelmeyer and he's going to say, a son, a son. Why, a son is the story you tell history. Gelmeyer, I see now 
that you're a storyteller. Shemp is going to drop the sword and go into Christ pose and allow his body to be sucked into the black hole, hopefully clogging it. Uh, just like clogging, you know, like his yeah, body yeah, a little yeah. bigger than these things, just clogging the black hole. No, not my, f- I can't die after my first good review. <laughs> he feels himself getting sucked in closer and closer. He looks around, he knows Meredith isn't around. He turns to the Baron and goes, Baron, look at me. Baron! Gilma, I'm in the middle of something with Dr. Frankenstein right now! God damn it, stop putting up a wall! Look, Meredith isn't here. I'm about to get sucked into here, so I need you to tell her that I love her more than anything. And if I'm about to go, then I might as well tell you too. You're one of the coolest guys I ever met. Meredith and I felt like our own little island in the ocean, but then we met you and it felt like, well, felt like more of an isthmus. Isthmus? Isthmus. Felt like you connected us to the real land. I know you can't take this all the time, but we really do love you, and I hope if we ever do have a son through some weird genetic power that she probably can finance. Ah, ah, the that... <laughs> the black hole! <laughs> yeah, keep it up, keep it up. <laughs> that you can be a part of that family because I already feel like you're a part of mine. Gilmar, you're right. I've always thought that I wasn't ready to be a father, but now I'm looking at two sons. (laughs) Meredith hears this through the uh, cup, through the cup connected to a piece of string that's also connected to the Baron. That's by the Baron. And she looks at the computer and (laughs) (laughs) she looks right into the computer. Yeah. And she says, he's scared. He did it. He connected. Tabulating. 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 Baron Baudelaire. Connection with Dr. Frankenstein. Achieved. <gasps> spook. Baron. Spook achieved. <laughs> Baron Baudelaire. Connection with Gelmer Lysander. Achieved. Bonus objective. Gelmer Lysander. Connection with Shemp Fortunes. Achieved. Score. 2,437,000. 522 points. Grade S. Congratulations. You have completed a spooky visit to Castle Frankenstein. And then from out of the snake's mouth, like an inside out, just like exposed muscle and bone, Chef Fortune's like crawls out of the snake's mouth and says, now that's what I call a review. I'm ready to write about my close-up, Mr. Thaville, and throw up blood and die. (laughs) Ah, that was fun. (laughs) Victor, you're fading away. These are your last moments of sentience. It seems I made some wrong assumptions. It is that... I did not make man, but man made me. Wait, what? Is that about a Prometheus? (laughs) (laughs) We fade now, away from the gymnasium, to a few days later. We're down in, what's this, 
the docking bay? And don't get any funny ideas. This is where actual shuttles come and go from the Cavalier. A few crew members. Have their penises. No, no, (laughs) Allie. Get your head out of the gutter. (laughs) Get your head out of the gutter and get a penis in that penis. (laughs) A few of the crew members. Gilmer Lysander. Meredith Chesterfield, Baron Baudelaire, Thread Count 900, and. Uh. Cavi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Gather to say goodbye to someone whose path is taking them on a different journey. It's the Grumon, who, let's remember, was a physical living being that was built by a hologram guy, Dr. Frankenstein. Thank you all for coming around here today! My dad disappeared. <laughs> oh God, that sucks. I love him, but I've got a new place to. I've got a new journey to travel, and it's not on the Cavalier with all of you, my found family. Where will you travel, Grumon? I want to travel the galaxy, find the coldest, farthest regions from where man lives to find out what I truly am. I am not man, and I am not a Grumda. I am something else, and I think it's time for me to find me. I'm just glad that we found you some spare legs, and Ozymandias comes forward on crutches. Yeah, sorry about that. It hey, was... it's not your fault. I know, so I should apologize. See, I'm understanding myself more every single day. Never apologize, Monster. Never apologize. Grooman, I feel like we didn't get to know each other very well, but I... I really respect what you're about to do. Go out in the world and find yourself. That's really wonderful. Cavi puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Bye, bye, saying goodbye. If I could, you know I'd cry. And I'd like to just express appreciation as you are clearly built to be an apex predator that has no place in the civilization built on this ship. A few more moments and you'd have to act. We'd have to put you down. Go find something to hunt. I don't know. We are... Short a movie critic. You think that this creature, <laughs> this, and pardon me, abomination, could ever review movies as well as Shemp did? Baron, what do you think? I think I've already lost a son today, <laughs> and it would be a shame to lose a grandson as well. I actually think- And yet... That is what the situation calls for. <laughs> I actually think grand, grand, grandfathers and grandchildren should not be associated, but, you know, I, I, uh, well, Grumon. Uh, That's weird. It's oh, actually pretty normal. This is a big surprise. Yeah. Ozymandias sprays Gelmeyer. <laughs> oh, God, it looks good. No, thank you, everyone. It's time for me to go. So, Baron, can I speak to you alone for a second? No. What adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space, stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers for another story from 
Oh, these, those stars of space. We see a shuttlecraft leaving the Cavalier. Where it journeys to, we don't know, but we fade in and see its sole passenger, the Grumon. He sits in the corner of the shuttlecraft at a little old wooden antique writing desk, or the roll-top kind, as he drafts a letter. That one. Didn't want to get anyone else's hopes up, but... I do plan on returning to the ship. But I rely on you to tell me when. You finish building my wife. 